Dan Perkins Media proudly presents Moms Across America, a program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. Welcome to Moms Across America. I am your guest host today, Annie Ubelis, along with the producer and also co-host of this program, Dan Perkins. Vicki Tompkins will be joining us next week because she's busy supporting our elections. And with that said, you can find us, these shows, at danperkinsmedia.org. Take it away, Dan. Thank you. And, you know, Constitution is extremely important, especially with all the stuff that's going on and the courts dealing with elections and who should be on the ballot. So we encourage you, as Ms. Vicki would say, to go to ashbrook.org forward slash constitution. Get your copy of the constitution, read it, share it with your children and your spouses, talk about it because we're, we could very well see our rights slipping away. So ashbrook.org forward slash constitution, get it, read it and share it. So, Annie, you and I talked before the show about some of the things we want to talk about. And I think I want to talk about this funding mechanism that that is currently in the Senate. But I I know that Schumer wanted to bring it Wednesday. I'm thinking that with the reaction from the Republicans, uh, he's not going to have enough votes to pass it in the Senate because he needs 60 to do that. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to have it. And of course, that's going to play right into the Democrats' hands because they're going to say those mean, nasty Republicans, those MAGA Trump lovers are going to stop us from passing border security. It's their fault the border is insecure, completely ignoring the last three years of this administration's policies. Yeah, and the fact that for the first two years of the three years of this administration, he had control of the House and the Senate and couldn't pass anything. That <laughs> no, wasn't the Republican wasn't the Republicans that were stopping him. It was the Democrats who were stopping him. So I I, 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 I read a, an interesting article, which I sent to you from uh, an interview with Ted Cruz. And, and he's talking about things that I think are very important for us to talk about. Yes, he talks about what's going on at the border and, and that such. But I think the thing that, that, that I think that really has to be faced is how is it that the minority leader in the Senate was a party to the construction of this bill. And only after it was out and after the Republicans in mass went after him, did he decide that he wasn't going to support the bill that he drafted. He was part of the drafting party. And Senator Langford also. Mm -hmm. uh, the two of them, the main constructionists behind it, that worked hand in hand with Chuck Schumer. Um, it, it is an absolute disgrace. Uh, because in November, I was in D.C., courtesy of FairUS.org, uh, to lobby for HR2, which the Heritage Foundation worked with FairUS, uh, with Congress, to uh, craft this really tightly woven border security bill that would tighten the border, that would restrict visas, that would restrict overstays, that would restrict the NGOs that are getting tens of thousands of dollars per person to process these illegals across the border. It would have limited so many things that we are currently doing that is spending taxpayer dollar after taxpayer dollar and ignoring our own homelessness, our own veterans living out on the streets, their benefits being denied, and it is a disgrace. And what the Senate bill does, it does not secure the border. 
when they're allowing 5,000 illegal aliens to come across the border per day. And imagine what that number comes up to over a number of years. That works up to 1.8 million a year. That works out to 6 million illegal immigrants in three years. And already we are estimating somewhere between 14 to 17 million illegals. They're claiming only six or seven of the ones that they know about, but not the gotaways. So anywhere between 14 to 17 million illegal aliens already present, you want to add another 6 million? There is a tipping point, and we're at that point right now. We may just lose our nation to lawlessness. We'll We'll lose nations, lose states. Uh, and the the organization and structure that we we grew up with will be gone. Um, I, I I said to you in the pre-show that that I think that the Democrats concerned that they may lose the presidency, and so what they're doing is trying to codify the rules that they want into law as opposed to an executive order. Because if you remember the first day that. Biden took office, he basically countermanded uh, almost all of, of Trump's executive orders that related to Im- illegal immigration and the border. They would be concerned that if Trump or somebody else were to come in and replace Biden, he, he or she could rescind those executive orders. So what they're trying to do is to trying to get this legislation passed, which is more favorable to them. And they want to have, and I'm going to see. <laughs> Excuse me. God bless. God bless. Thank you. That's right. I'm uh, twitching because I got to buy my foot stitching. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> we're having fun today. So we have a situation where they're trying to make the change the things that are executive orders into law, which makes it more difficult for Trump or anybody else to change. And and I think that's the whole strategy. When he said there's nothing more we can do, he could do that. That was an outright lie. And but but I think more. You're right. I think more and more people are beginning, they're beginning to see with with information that's being released that the left really didn't want to have released. For example, the state of Washington decided to take $320 million out of the appropriations to the state from the federal government for helping people with COVID and transferred that $326 million into relief for refugees and illegal uh, aliens and whatever. And and that caused a a firestorm in Washington. In New York City, the mayor just announced a pilot program for $52 million because the city of New York is concerned that the thousands upon thousands of people that are in hotel space in Midtown New York that are paid for by the city are not getting the diet that they would be normally accustomed to back in their home country. So they want to give them $1,000 a month to be able to go out to the bodegas and other places and buy the things that they want to eat. Now, that's $52 million for 500 people, and there are over 15,000 families in New York. So I have no idea how much the bill if will be if, in fact, they declare that the pilot was a success, which I can't imagine that they would say it wasn't a success. And there are examples all over the country where money is being misappropriated and used for other purposes than, than what the Congress had decided they wanted to do. And it's, the, it's our money. 
Yeah, and we're seeing that across the board. It's not just with immigration. It's with these new CRTs and diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Money being diverted for a spe specific reason and reappropriated for something different. And the immigration bill is no nothing different. And what these sanctuary cities are doing is a perfect example of that, a misappropriation of funds. If we vote those taxpayer dollars for a specific purpose, you cannot and should not be able to reuse them for something completely different. I agree. There's nobody to stop them. I mean, that's that's the challenge in these blue states and blue cities that they're Democrats and nobody nobody will go to jail. The, the prosecuting attorney for the city of Baltimore yesterday was convicted on one count of mortgage fraud. Out of all the things that she was charged with, she was convicted on one count of lying on a mortgage application and it was a small fine. They don't pay a price. If there's no penalty, this is the problem that New York is having with, with the catch and release at the police department. The two policemen that were seriously injured were done so by an illegal alien who was arrested and released, set, set free. Even the governor of the state of New York was after the DA, who by the way is the DA who's prosecuting Trump under the under the guise of the uh, the attorney general for the state of New York that established the policy, which he just happens to be a person elected through the campaign contributions of George Soros's foundations. Donald Trump may be making a mistake because he wants to, he's saying he's going to fix the border, and one of the ways he's going to fix the border there's going to be the the largest mass deportation in the history of this country. And I don't believe it's going to be that simple because it, they're going to pack a plane full of people to go to El Salvador and they don't have any evidence that there are from El Salvador. Why would they let the plane land? Why would they take the people? Why would they say don't send them? Because you can't prove to me that these people are from my country. Until you can prove it, you got them. It's, it is a major cluster, you know what. Uh, right. This immigration bill. What what I found most disturbing about that, not just the fact that they're allowing so many illegal immigrants per day as acceptable. No, I'm sorry, five thousand a day, five hundred a day is unacceptable. But what they're also saying is that any litigation against this law, should it pass, must be filed in the District of Columbia, not right. in the state being affected. Which. <laughs> I mean, how are you going to guarantee any conviction? None. How can you guarantee this law being overturned? No way if it is only litigated in the District of Columbia. Liberal District of Columbia will never overturn this law. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. The state that is being affected will continue to be affected. The people that are living on the border that have to deal with this day in and day out, to find their properties being violated by illegal migrants coming through there. I shouldn't say migrants. I should say correctly, aliens. Sorry, government. I'm not going to tell you a line. Or the ranchers that are finding people that are dead on their property. And the heart-wrenching fact that they find these young women and children deceased on their property, having to deal with the police and the reports and the card, and then having to pay for a burial for someone they don't even know. This is the human trafficking casualties that we're seeing. And if you care about people so much, and you really care about equity and diversity, then why are you allowing these people to be used by criminals for criminal profit? And that's what it is. 
The cartels are earning more money today smuggling human beings across the border than they did smuggling drugs. So they've switched from from drugs alone to now human smuggling because it's a bigger profit margin and easier to do because of this administration. We are uh, condemning these people to a life of hell here in the United States by the drug cartels, by the slave traffickers, and by a society that thinks they're doing good, but is causing more harm to them. Well, we're just about out of time in this segment, so but I wanted to do something just a little different. Why don't you tell us about your other show? Ah. Finally. 14, yeah, 14 <laughs> years running. I have been doing Southern Sense, as in Common Sense. And people can find me at southernsense.net. And I've got coming up from the Epic Times, my friend Mark Tapscott, and followed by my favorite person from Heritage Foundation, Hans von Spakovsky. I just love saying his name. And uh, we talk politics, but sometimes we get in there about movies, books, um, projects that certain actors are doing, all with a Christian conservative bent and hoping to help reestablish our republic by educating people out there about issues and effects. And the show airs on Friday? Fridays between 2.30 and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's New York time. So right. just hit <laughs> the hours. And we are actually heard worldwide. Good. We'll be right back with uh, Annie after these messages. Thank you. I'm Dan Perkins, the author of a new historical romance novel called Sad Eyes. It is a story of a young woman, a beautiful Irish lass with red hair, green eyes, and curves that won't quit. She is born in 1912 in Waterloo, Iowa. She decides she wants to be an ER nurse, but she wants to move away from Waterloo to the excitement of the big city. She is accepted at St. James School of Nursing in Chicago and began a life as a true American patriot, serving her country in two wars. She fell in love with the love of her life. She takes the longest honeymoon in history. This novel is full of twists and turns and is difficult to put down. You can find Sad Eyes at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and J. Carroll Publishing or through your local bookstore. Get it, read it, tell people about it, and write a review on Amazon. This is Dan Perkins. Welcome back to Moms Across America, and I'm not a mom, I'm dad and, and a grandpa. Uh, here with Annie, and uh, Vicki is, as some of you may know, is the party chairman for the Republican Party in the state of Colorado, specifically in El Paso County, and she's She's on political work today, but we hope to have her back next week. So let's continue the conversation. We talked about it off air. If you don't have a way to identify a person where their country of origin is, then how do you deport them? Do you deport, if you, if you assume, I, mean, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Everybody from the Southern, who came in through the Southern border came from Mexico. So when in doubt, do we send them back across the border to Mexico? Well, looking from a law enforcement background that I have, the one logical thing would be to, number one, detain them for ICE, and then let ICE go through whatever procedures they have in, in place to help to attempt to identify at least their point of origin and their origin of nation. And they can know that by specialists that can listen to the dialect they're speaking and a great many other different ways to help identify where they're from. Let ICE do their job. But the problem we have at this point is that a lot of police departments are not being allowed to detain someone that has no identification 
and be held for ICE. And that is a major problem. Unless we can get the two law enforcement agencies to once again work together, we have a major problem. I mean, if you don't have identification, it's you're not breaking the law. You know, what law are you breaking? Please tell me. I mean, there are some municipalities asking you to, to carry something and you may be fined. So what, you pay a little fine, slap on the wrist. It's going to be just like that guy that beat up the two cops in New York City. Actually, it was a total of eight. Um, and only one was charged with a bond. The rest of them just walked out flipping the bird. But they'll be treated just the same way. You know, it's going to be a revolving door of justice with no purpose to it. And we have to put a purpose behind it by linking these two. Once ICE has them in custody, I guarantee, I would say about maybe 90% will be identified and sent back to the country of origin. I'm not trying to be a pessimist here. I'm trying to be a realist. So you 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 listen to them talk and you determine a dialect and it's somewhere in Peru or Russia or Germany or the, the fastest growing segment of people coming in illegally, the Chinese. Yeah. I don't believe that you can walk them out the door and put them on an airplane for China. And No, there, there would be an investigation, a number of interrogations, and someone always gives themselves up one way or another. Something they say, something they let slip, and will give them a clue in which to follow. You know, these are professional investigators. They'll know what to look for. And I, as I said, I trust between 80 to 90 will be identified by the country of origin and then be eligible to be returned to their point of origin by doing a simple investigation about where they were living, you know, who they were talking to, what else information can they garner. And there are always clues to follow. Just follow the breadcrumbs. It takes time. It's going to take money. But if we don't do it, it's going to cost us far much more. Following your logic, would I be correct in assuming that if you're right, those people can't be released to go out into America and never be found again? They're going to have to be detained somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking somewhere between 8 and 17 million people, where are we going to put them? That's another interesting question. You're going to have to probably use a lot of local municipalities to hold them until we get the enough down. But if they hear that we are going to start deportation, a vast majority of them will self-deport. They did this last time under Reagan. They did that with Trump when he came into office. Self-deportation solves a, a large portion of that problem. So self-deportation is if you're sitting in Egypt and you're thinking about coming to America, you hear all this talk about closing the border. Do you trust that Biden is going to get reelected or are you going to go now? Because if Biden gets reelected, you're not going to have the same opportunities that you have right now. So, so that the could be a, a I think there's already a surge taking place. I oh, think yeah. the three three hundred and two thousand, based on the math that we talked about before the show, I got to believe it was closer to four hundred thousand or more that came in. Yeah. But where do you put them? I mean, it, 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 you 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 got first of all, you got to round them up. You got to go out and get them because they're not. And and the people, the people who are going to self deport are going to go back through Mexico, I would assume. But maybe not. Maybe they'll maybe they'll fly out and go back to their country of origin. If you don't have any identification papers, how can you get on a plane? Oh, they'll have some form of identification because you think they're going to be here inside the United States, unable to work. They'll have this ways to get forged documents at any point in time. Doesn't mean that they're legally, they may be forged, 
but they're going to have something. You have people that are using social security numbers of other individuals, legal residents and legal citizens. I had that happen with a girlfriend of mine. Her purse was stolen. Someone used her identification, illegal alien, to get work. And then when she gets a statement from the IRS telling her that she owes more money than she claimed, it's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Someone was using her social security to earn money. And then she ended up having to pay the taxes on that illegal alien's earnings. Wow. So there are ways. And if you're you're coming in through a criminal element and you've got the cartel here already, they're going to find ways to facilitate. But when we start with self-deportation, that's one problem solved. But then again, as I reiterate, allow local municipalities, law enforcement to work hand in hand with ICE. I can't tell you how many times we were transporting someone to a hospital. The only identification they had were Medicaid cards, and they'd have multiple ones with different names on it. So they, they the identities switched all the time. You pull someone over, they don't have a valid driver's license because they're not a U.S. citizen. They're here illegally. We should be able to detain them for a nice investigation and you know, deportation. We have to let these two groups work together again. And this is one of those articles you sent me with uh, Dr. Phil, who was very progressive about loving the immigration policy that this administration has until he went to the border and saw the cost and saw how upset the Border Patrol agents were saying, we have the laws currently on the books that work. Let us do our job and we can get this under control. Let Border Patrol, let ICE, let local law enforcement, let's all work together and get this under control. So when a person who is in a country illegally hasn't been caught and they want to self-deport, will they have to go through customs? I can't answer that, honestly. I really don't know what the procedure is. They may turn themselves into ICE voluntarily, and that way they get themselves a free ticket back home and not have to worry about it. There seems to be, I'm sort of changing the subject a little bit. We got about five minutes left. There been some yesterday were some very unflattering comments about Michelle possibly running for president. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying if Biden continues to win the primaries, the people who want him out are going to find themselves being more and more quiet and not saying anything. Because if the voters will vote him for him in enough quantity that he gets the delegates, he gets the nomination. And so all of the things that we were concerned about are really in his hand to control as opposed to somebody from the party. That's the yeah. thing that kind of concerns me is that he will he will continue to build some support as he goes through the primaries with virtually no opposition. He will wind up getting the delegate count. And I think he will become more emboldened after every primary that he wins in what they call a record amount. Well, it, it is scary thought, Michelle Obama getting it. She is a highly political animal. Nothing she does is not without that in mind, that she is at heart a political animal. Mm -hmm. She's also making a lot of money with all these other little projects she's got going on. So does she want to leave that income, that celebrity status she has to fight with Donald Trump for the White House? And that would be a fight because then it would be that mean white man against me. Mm -hmm. That's a scary thought, a really scary thought, because then it would be Obama 2.0. Well, I agree with you. I, I, I think it will be a vicious fight. 
but I think that if she does pull the race card, I don't, I don't think the race card as, is as powerful as it used to be because it's been so used by the left. I don't see anybody. Newsom is in deep trouble. He's, he's got to be, he's going to be approaching a hundred billion dollar deficit. He had 68, 69, and now he's spending even more money he doesn't have to, to pay for college tuition for, for illegals and all kinds of stuff. So I, I, I don't see anybody else that, who is a, a viable candidate try and take the nomination away from Joe Biden. I don't, I don't see that happening. So either he gets sick or has a stroke or something and he can't run. And then it's, it's Katie bar the door. But on the same token, this just happened. You may have saw it yesterday in the paper. The chairman of the Republican National Committee is going to resign after the South Carolina. You like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, the uh, South Carolina primary is coming up February 24th in 18 days. Nikki Haley lost in Nevada to none of the above. But you got to remember, Trump was not on that primary ballot in Nevada because Nevada actually doesn't award delegates in that primary ballot. They actually have a caucus where they give delegates. Mm -hmm. So he's heading for the caucus and said, I don't care about the primary. It doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. But Nikki Haley lost to all none of the above. And she's coming here and she's not polling very well. She's not drawing the big crowds she hoped she would have. And as my former governor, there's something she did great in the state and other things I highly disagreed with. And we went up to Columbia to let her know that we disagree. And she still went ahead. So she's alienated a large portion of the conservatives. Very large portion. Wow. Rhinos love her. Um, <laughs> but South Carolina is not. Well, we do have rhinos in power, but the voters still remain more conservative. The word I heard was. The last polling data was that Trump was ahead of her by 31. Yeah. <laughs> Still about right? About right. And she's mm -hmm. going to, she'll, if that happens, she will run and take the ass whooping. Yes. She, she definitely, she, this will be her, her last Yahoo. You'll show, if, she, if she gets beat that bad, she's out of the race. Is that what you think? That's what I think. Okay. We're out of time. Thank you for allowing me to join you today. And we'll see you next week. Well, thank you and God bless. You bet. And remember, moms, remember that you are America. And we'll be back after this message. Take care. Thank you for joining us today. And we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com and give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.